The Brewers walk off the Twins in game one of this two-game series in Milwaukee. We've got a lot to break down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. Today is Tuesday, July 26th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Brandon Warren. Before we get started, it's time to make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's a tough one, Brandon. Twins walked off by the Brewers. What's your takeaway initially? A lot of a lot of pivotal moments that the Twins did not capitalize on here. A big one early, Kyle Garlick getting doubled off second base. You have Gary Sanchez just about smothering a cross-up pitch there at the end that ended up being a strike, but was not uh, was not particularly good. And I don't know. I mean, they had a chance to do more and on a night where you score six runs and feel like you should have done more. That's um, that's frustrating, man. So we have a comment here, not the outcome I was hoping for, but getting to watch Buck hit one out. Yes. Literally out of the stadium was great. Let's talk about that first inning Homer Byron Buxton is back. Brandon says there's no pain in his knee and he sure looked like it in the top of the first. Yeah. And we're going to need to see him really be able to do what he did to end the first half, which was play in something like 12 straight games or I don't know. I mean, I think it was uh, it was it was a nice little streak, certainly coming out and not being able to play in the Tiger series was not ideal, but they're going to lean on him heavily. They're going to lean on the top third of that lineup. And for me, the most frustrating thing was that trip across the top against Hater. You know, the, the ninth inning there was uninspiring. It was uninspired. And that's also a big reason why I think they lost there. Nick Johnson, unfortunately, this is this is what hung over the whole game for me, Brandon, is that Corbin Burns is pitching tomorrow. And it's not a game the Twins can't win, but this yeah. dude's incredible. And he was a little bit off his last start I watched against Colorado. And he still went six and gave up like one or two runs. He is amazing. So you really wanted to have that one. And Yuan Duran is likely down tomorrow. So it just adds insult to injury. Yeah. And I mean, I think... I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think Duran is down tomorrow. It helps. It's sprinkled in here. But yeah, the, the idea that they could get this one, especially after Dylan Bundy was wholly uninspiring. Again, it just, I don't know if you can see it in my face, but it just, it stinks, man. It just stinks that they let this one get away. Uh, the opportunities were just there. The Urshela home run was huge. And, and so many different individual things that were big. Miranda having a big game and all that. But uh, just couldn't put it all together. It's, uh, again, another frustrating one. Kyle, so I know people hated the Joe Smith move, but when you've got to go five through nine with the bullpen, some bad pitchers have to pitch. What did you think of the bullpen usage tonight, Brandon, to go Smith, Pagan, and then Jax, and then Duran in the eighth, and Duffy in the ninth? Pretty much how you have to do it. In a game where your starter doesn't go long, you kind of have to work backwards with your bullpen or forwards, technically, with how – bullpens used to be used with firemen in the ninth inning is going from your worst 
or least useful, least valuable reliever to your best. Now, with that said, having Duran work the eighth and Duffy work the ninth, some people would have, you know, an issue with maybe that as a, uh, you know, maybe they'd flip flop them. But let's not lose sight of the fact that Smith, Pagan, and Jax combined for three so so whatever innings. And then Duran got into real hot water and Duffy was the one who gave it up. That's been two of their more reliable relievers. Um, so outside of Jax, I mean, it pretty uninspiring night for the back end of this bullpen, all things considered. You can be inspired with sports card investor. It's a new world with sports cards. You can go look at thousands and thousands of cards. It's like a marketplace. Download the sports card investor app today available for free in the Google play and Apple app stores, or go to sportscardinvestorcom slash locked on. So Tyler Duffy comes in there in the ninth brand. And we've seen that before. And you mentioned not recently, but we've seen it before where his command just kind of gets away from him. And with his stuff now, when you talk about 2019 Tyler Duffy, and he's 95-96 with a hammer-breaking ball, with this stuff, he just can't fall behind like that consistently. Right, and the 3-2 knuckle curve that wasn't even close to, was it Renfro, I think? I, you just can't have that. You just cannot have that in that spot. I know you don't want to be predictable and give a guy a fastball, especially a guy with four home runs in his last it's like four or five games. But at some point you have to let someone beat you in the sense of actually like doing something against you. Walking is just kind of taking what you're giving them. I want to see my best against your best. I want to see me putting the ball in the strike zone and you hitting the ball. If you're going to just pitch around a guy, cause they went away, 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 away too. I just didn't understand that at all. It just, it did not make sense to me. It was, it was too much of a, uh, pitching not to lose as opposed to just going after a guy who has a 307 on base for the season. Again, I know he's got power. I know he's been hitting well lately, but you got to go at these guys. And I just did not feel like Duffy did that in the ninth inning. Ultimately with this Milwaukee team, they won the division last year. They're in first place again. The one thing you can't do is get into a battle of the bullpens with you because, or with them, because you're basically just waiting for Hayter and Williams to leave the game because they're so hard to get to, which is a tip cap to Jose Miranda for getting to him at target field. That was awesome. One of the best moments of the season so far. Gio Urshela comes up big again, Brandon, with a huge home run for the twins. And every time this happens, there's so many good things. Like you said, Urshela and Miranda had a great game and the bullpen held it down for the most part. It's really frustrating to lose when things like that happen. Yeah, I feel like Miranda is suddenly one of the most difficult outs on this team. Buxton's not getting on base. And two, we talk about that ninth inning for the Twins. I think Carlos Correa has had a perfectly reasonable, acceptable, solid season. But I keep coming back to, I want more signature moments. And Mm. that was his chance there. That was the chance. That's where your top three of the order need to step in. It's not all on... Korea. It's not all on Buxton and all that, but I don't know, man. I just, I feel like I need to see more from Korea. Now back to what I was saying. I, I think there's something to be said. Yeah. Miranda's taking some of the toughest plate appearances right now on the entire club. I know it doesn't show in his season line with a 313 on base percentage, but since that quasi demotion, and I know we've talked about it before, he's looked like a completely different player. His body language is better at the plate. He's grinding pitchers like you wouldn't believe. And He's almost got to be in there every day, which to Rocco Baldelli's credit, he more or less has been. 
But two, to see, I, I, I want to jump into Miguel Sano for just one split second. I think the fact that he got pinch hit for rather than garlic at that juncture of the game too is uh, it's pretty indicative of where Miguel Sano is on the totem pole right now. Yep, where they think he's at. They just yep. they I don't think they see him anywhere close. You can feel it too. It just you can kind of feel it. He bats ninth pinch. Such a quick hook for him in the middle of that game. Yep. Uh, let's let's discuss a little bit. You get into the second half here, and the Twins pitched so well, and we talked about it after every game in April and May, and they, the starters, they gave them a chance to win every fifth day. We've had some injuries. There's been some regression. What I fear, Brandon, is you know Dylan Bundy's starting the third game out of the All-Star break, you know, and that was not the plan. And Chris mm-hmm. Archer is going to go game four on the road in Milwaukee against Corbin Burns, and I just fear that this team is running out of arms. And I think at, at some point, like, you can't – you can't ask so much of the offense over and over and over. They still need to pitch and, and pitch like mediocrely well, and they just haven't done that very much. Well, even the, yeah, even the 2019 offense had a very good pitching staff. I right. think they were top five in baseball in Fangraph's war. And for as good as they pitched those first two months, they have been the definition of treading water in the deep end of the pool for basically the last two months. And so – I wrote a primer for the trade deadline. I don't think it needs to be, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's tear the walls down if they don't go get Frankie Montas or Zach Gallen. But in my mind, I told a friend this in a text tonight. I think they need a minimum of three pitchers. Now, do you want two starters and one reliever? Fine. One starter and two relievers to me makes more sense, but they need to add and they need to add with uh, ferocity. They need to add with, some motivation, some oomph, some gusto, because the division is right there for the taking. But that's not just for the Twins. That's also for Cleveland. That's also for the White Sox. The White Sox have been a mess this year, and they're still right in the thick of things. They have to feel fortunate that they're in that spot, and the Twins need to take that away from them. Especially with the second half schedules, this was a yep. I felt like was a bigger game for the Twins than it might have seemed. Maybe I say that a lot <laughs> for these games, but with Burns looming and then in San Diego. This weekend uh, felt like one that they they should have had. They don't get it. Brewers walk them off. Brandon, thank you so much, sir. Thanks, everybody, for commenting, watching. We'll finish with Anthony. Anthony said he doesn't like the the awful bullpen. Thinks Falvin <laughs> thought they could creep up with because they thought the White, the White Sox would be great and run away with this division. Is this a game you put on the bullpen, Brandon? Like on on the pen, or how do you how do you view that? It's it's really hard because <laughs> also too. Taylor Rogers blowing a save tonight just kind of adds to the element of, uh, of all that all is not what it seems when it comes to bullpens, but here's the deal. What I was thinking about tonight is look at how this bullpen and how it started this season. If you expected Emilio Pagan to be good, whatever, if you expected Tyler Duffy to be good, whatever, but Griffin Jacks and Juwan Duran are the two best relievers on this team, which no, front office would have any business expecting to be the case yeah so if Pagan and Duffy struggled like they have to this point or at, at very long stretches and Duran simply pitches like a rookie a very talented rookie let's say like Jorge Alcala's rookie season and Griffin Jacks is more I mean Anthony Swarzak than he is Griffin Jacks right now this bullpen goes from not only bad to like crucially, critically Philadelphia Phillies a couple years ago bad. <laughs> um, I, I don't understand the plan. I don't. I, I'm, and I wrote in my article. You can build a good bullpen. You can build a good process by churning relievers, not spending money, whatever. You can have a Rays bullpen. You can have a Yankees bullpen. At the end of the day, 
the average fan is not going to care about the process. They're going to care about the results. And I get that with a bullpen. So you can be penny wise, pound foolish or pound wise, penny foolish, whatever you want to do to build a bullpen. But at the end of the day, the results are what's going to matter. And they're just not there right now. Now, tonight's game, I can't really put on the bullpen, but at the I can't really put on the offense either. I almost feel like Bundy kind of set them up to fail if we're being honest. Jesse, what's going on with Coulomb? Uh, feels like he's not close. Would you say that's true, Brandon? I think I read that today. Uh, no, no change to the timeline necessarily. Just the 60-day allowed them to take Sano off the 60 and make a swap on the 40. No no change to status. I think it was just um, you know maybe rushed back, and now he's right where he was before. Um, at the end of the day, though, too, not really a needle mover for me in the bullpen, so I'm not really thinking about it too much. Brewers walk off the twins. Brandon, thank you. Thanks again to all the commenters. Thank you for watching. Like, comment, subscribe, Locked On Sports Minnesota. We'll be back soon. Thanks, Brandon.